Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago, a special Valentine's Day episode, and it is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Look, the NFL season, it's over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL, it's still in full swing, and the only place you should be betting on any of these sports is at BetOnline.ag. They not just have sports, but you could bet on awards, TV shows, and even a re- reality TV. So BetOnline has hundreds of different props and real-time odds with almost anything you can imagine. And of course, don't forget about that online casino as well. So head to the website and use their mobile device to sign up today and receive our 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. So if you're thinking about something for Valentine's Day, you could get the little lady a 50% off welcome bonus or get the big guy a 50% off bonus off his first deposit at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming into the pod. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to us all. So I thought I'd bring on my love gurus, my experts here to talk a little bit about Chicago sports themed love and romantic issues that are going on with our respective squads throughout the Chicagoland area. He's a man who knows a little thing or two about romance. His name is Dave Raspoli. Hello, my friend. Love is in the air, Joey. And I'm head over heels for this podcast, but I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. And coming up next, our next guest, his name is Don Juan to Mike Choi. Hello, Mike. <laughs> What's going on, Joey? Uh, I don't know what the uh, Valentine's Day metaphor is for this, but I am recording this from my closet. Uh, this is a very <laughs> special occasion. You got an excellent ensemble going on, my friend. It looks fantastic. We're really looking forward to some wardrobe changes. We're looking forward to see what you're going to look like by the end of the pod. So excited to have you guys on. We're going to try and have a little fun here to wrap up the week. We're going to play a couple of Valentine's Day Chicago sports themed games today. We're going to ask ourselves some questions about some athletes, whether we should stay together with them, whether we may be heading more towards a breakup than we might imagine. And then we're going to play an old school version of Mary Fuck Hill Chicago style. So here's where, how we're going to get started, you guys. So we're going to start with should they stay together or should they break up? Now, this category here, we're going to name one player from each of our squads. And we're just going to ask the question of, you know, yeah, times have been good. We're with them right now, but what does the future look like? Is this going to be a long-term commitment or maybe, maybe just maybe we're heading towards a breakup and then we're going to debate that. So we're going to start off first with the Chicago Cubs and an unlikely guy, Anthony Rizzo. Now, Anthony Rizzo, World Series champion, captain, team leader, but at the same time coming off a terrible season. He's in his 30s now. He might be looking at a new contract. Where Where are the Cubs heading with this one? Mike, you're going to go off first here. What do you think? Are the Cubs going to stay together with Anthony Rizzo? Or are we looking at a possible breakup in our near future? Well, listen, it's sad to say, and thank God we got a World Series ring out of it, but the Cubs are in a rebuild. Got rid of Darvish, got rid of Lester, got rid of Schwarber, Almora, and probably there's going to be a few more names before the season starts to that list. So if we're in a rebuild, we have to kind of decide, hey, who's that player that we have to keep? In my opinion, Tavi Baez. And as amazing as Anthony Rizzo is for the Chicago Cubs and has been for the Chicago Cubs, I think we need to start looking towards the future. And so I'm saying, unfortunately, break up with Mr. Rizzo. I feel like I'm at a cafe right now and you just broke the news to me that it's not it's not me. It's you. But it really is you, Mr. Rizzo. Dave, what's your take for the Chicago Cubs? I know you're a White Sox fan, but. You know, Anthony Rizzo won a World Series in his 30s now. Do you see a long-term future with him on the north side? Well, I'll say this. Rizzo is my favorite Cub. Love screaming his name, uh, both for good and bad reasons a lot of times. And I think he was the heart of this team for a long time. I think he's a lot of people's favorite Cub. And as a White Sox fan, I can tell Cubs fans, it's time. It's time. We had to go through this in in 2000. Uh, I guess it would have been seven and eight. We really start to saw a lot of those pieces fall off from that 2005 team. It's really sad. It's heartbreaking. You want to keep it together, but look, the band's getting old. They don't sound the same. There's a couple of new members. And I think if you're going to do a rebuild, you got to do it properly. You got to rip the bandaid right off. And I think it's time to part ways. I'm going to throw one into the bat for staying together. And then Mike, I want you to hop in for Anthony Rizzo. Everything you guys are saying is correct. You know, there's been some wild times. He's in his 30s now. The back is not getting 
better. If anything, it's getting a little bit worse each season where those little stretches where he would miss four or five games is now turning into seven, eight, perhaps nine. And that could be even worse moving forward. So, you know, it's not quite as limber. It's not quite as wild and romantic as it used to be being with Anthony Rizzo and the Chicago Cubs. But guys, here's what I'll tell you. Just look to the south side. A guy playing first base right now named Jose Abreu. Been through the lean times. A guy that, you know, you have one pillar while all the other pieces are being moved around and rearranged. You had one guy on there sitting in the middle of the lineup that you knew that you can count on. And now they're finally back and winning again. And he's still a foundational piece. Look at a guy even like Paul Canerco, a guy who went through a couple of lean times too as well. And then that veteran presence who was there on a World Series champion. I mean, Anthony Rizzo, I, I want to stay together with him. I understand that there could be a breakup, but I think we can maybe get through the tough times and maybe see the light of day at the end of the tunnel. Well, here's the thing. The, the biggest loss in a breakup with Anthony Rizzo would obviously be from a PR standpoint. I mean, he is, he's bona fide in Chicago. World Series, World Series ring. He helped bring to the Chicago Cubs, heart and soul, like Dave said, of the team. And arguably, there's not very many names you can throw out in Cubs history that will go down as being more popular than Anthony Rizzo. You know, you have Ernie Banks, Ron Sano, Ryan Sandberg, maybe Mark Grace, Billy Williams, but that's about it. He's up there with those guys now in Chicago Cubs history. But let me let me break it down in terms of if we talk about stats. Over his 10-year career, 88 runs a year, 160 hits, 29 home runs, 96 RBIs. You know, unfortunately, that's pretty easily replaceable. So in terms of, you know, a PR hit, 100%. But in terms of production, probably pretty fairly replaceable. Dave, back in your single days, have you ever broken up with someone and said, look, it's not working anymore, but one day you're going to have a statue outside of, <laughs> outside, of my, outside of my house? I said that to every ex, you know, <laughs> and that's why I got all these damn statues on my I was going to say, that's the creepiest backyard, Dave, you got going on right now. It's like... Just a bunch of wild women statues back there. My wife doesn't approve. But, I mean, one know. of them's like screaming, uh, like a statue of just a woman screaming. It's really macabre. throwing a beer at me. But look, I keep my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. And that's why we're asking the tough questions here on a Valentine's day. Great player. But we just don't know where the direction the Chicago Cubs are heading. And I, I, I'm not shaking my finger at you. I'm just, you know, I think with my heart, especially on this Valentine's Day, I'm hoping Anthony Rizzo can maybe stay with the Cubs and maybe stay long enough where they actually get good again with him in the heart of that lineup. Maybe not the centerpiece, but a guy that's still contributing. Let's get to our next game. We're going to kind of flip back and forth here. It's Valentine's Day. It's time to play a little Mary Fuck Kill. So we're going to go through different Chicago elements of Chicago. And we're going to go through different Chicago sports. And we're going to ask ourselves the question. Now, I think this is probably how we're going to break it up. Now, think of it like this. Now, kill kill can mean that you don't like the person, but chances are this is just something that ends up being third on your list. So maybe this isn't exactly like you hate this category. You might actually enjoy it, but it just doesn't make it to the top. Now, the fuck category, I think that is just as we talked about in the pre-pod. I think that is just who do you want for one game, one night? Just, you know, no holds bar. We're not trading phone numbers, okay? We're not, like, following each other on Instagram. We're just going to be together, and we're just going to have that. And then, obviously, the Mary is the one that you want to wake up every single day to. It's a solid foundation. It's something that you wouldn't mind keeping with you the rest of the way through the rest of your life. So here we go, you guys. We're going to start it off with a Chicago staple. Dave, you're going to go first, my friend. Mary Fuck Kill, Deep Dish Pizza, Chicago Hot Dog, or the Italian Beef. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to kill Joey for making me choose. <laughs> Can I eat them all? Can I just try them all? I mean, you want to talk about staples, staples of my diet for years. <laughs> You're going to need staples after your stomach explodes. This is, these, are, these, these three things will go on my tombstone, Joey. This is really hard. And I had to, I, I penciled in one, took it out, put in another. I just had to see how each felt. But this is the way it shook out for me. And I know this is controversial, but I ended up killing off hot dogs. And it's Ooh. just how I feel about hot dogs in general. I just tried to think of like, maybe I work my way down. The top is pizza. It always has been, always will be. That's who I'm marrying. I literally just ate pizza back to back from Lou Malinati's. <laughs> if you don't know that they will deliver to anywhere in the country, just it's worth it. I do it all the time. We just had back-to-back -back spinach pies to pepperoni every day. Not a problem. This is where it got tricky. I tried to think of like, if I had one night 
a hot dog when it's bad is it can be pretty bad. Like it, it's it, it could be gross. I mean, hashtag dogger dogs, you know, you can uh, do it wrong. Yeah, yeah you could you could do it wrong. And and then I tried to think of an Italian beef that I had that I didn't like. And I couldn't, Joey. Racked my brain. <laughs> Racked my brain. Couldn't think of an Italian beef I ever met that I didn't want to at least hang out for, for a night. You know, wet, dipped, dry, sweet peppers, hot peppers, you name it, Joey. <laughs> Any occasion. Even out in California, the Portillo's in California, it's delicious. And that's what I honestly crave the most. When I'm driving, you know, to, to Anaheim to watch the Sox play the Angels, I'm thinking about an Italian beef the entire drive, so I'd be... Silly not to put it on my list. There is my answer. Marion pizza. I'm having one night of passion with an Italian beef. And I'm so sorry, Chicago dogs. I do love you, but you just, you came in third. Dave is going to give me a stern lashing after I give him my list because, uh, man, unfortunately with the, uh, the kill department, I am going to go with deep dish Chicago style. Pizza wow. Because, I mean, it's, contra- <laughs> it's so stable. The- it's always there for you. It well, stays with you. Tell us, Here's tell my us. reasoning. Here's my yeah. reasoning. And, and actually, Dave actually just probably refuted my uh, my data points here. But for me, and by no means, let me preface this by saying deep dish pizza is amazing. But with that being said, I think it's kind of become this Chicago falsity. I, it's not other than people like Dave, something that I find that most people eat on a regular basis. Deep dish pizza is, in my opinion, or at least in my life experience, experience something you had on a special occasion or when you had somebody in town who was like of course yeah you got to show them the deep dish pizza but in terms of like but in terms of like something you have even on a monthly basis no i can't think of too many people who even have it that regularly so you know and this this begs a bigger question to me real chicago style pizza it's kind of become popularized with this term tavern style pizza but that's actually what growing up with the kind of pizza we ate on a regular basis, you know, that crispy thin crust cut into squares. That to me is more indicative of what most people back home eat on a regular basis, more so than deep dish. So in terms of this kind of aura of deep dish, I would I would have to say of the three, of the three kill. And then again, I'm kind of going right along in opposition with Dave because my my Mary is the Chicago style hot dog. Wow. You know, it's not it's not something that uh is flashy and it's actually not really in my opinion that much i mean quality level across the board if you have a good chicago style hot dog quality across the board and all its ingredients amazing but it's just it's just solid like i don't i don't ever crave a chicago style hot dog but when i have it i'm like yeah that's comforting that's warm that just really you know and that kind of maybe speaks to a lot of people's marriages 20 years in right it's like good it's point. a good solid just it's there when you need it it's there when you need it and then to 100 percent echo dave's point for the uh that that just urge that just carnal urge looking for something hot that has to be the italian beef for so many metaphors right but yeah i mean dave nailed it it's like hey you know for us transplants living out in southern california those opportunities those rare like two or three times a year opportunities that we can go to the portillo's down in buena park I am salivating right now. Think of it, thinking of that. So yeah, it would be kill deep dish, Mary, uh, Chicago style hot dogs, and definitely uh, just one night stand as much as I can with the Italian beefs. This Joey, is you. This you is are you are set up right now, Joey. You are really judge and jury right now, man. We got two sides of the field. <laughs> I know. Where are you shaking it? Uh, my counterpoint to to Choi would be, you know, what you don't find on a regular basis, love. And that's why the deep dish for me, I'm marrying the deep dish. Yeah, It is, uh, it is, it is stable. It is sturdy. I want tons of ingredients. I want something that's going to stay with me, not just that night, but for several days around my love handles for many years. But I am in a, I, you know, and unfortunately, look, I love the Chicago style hot dog and I miss it. And I'm with you, Dave. Every time I go to Portillo's, I'm already thinking about like a long speared pickle with just tons of onions on top and that dog. So I got to kill the dog. But we're all in agreement, though, that Italian beef. I tell you, it's like I've I've unwrapped Italian beefs before and like you've got the peppers on top and I've looked at an Italian beef and I've been like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like, ooh. Ooh, like it's an event. Like looking at that Italian beef's an event. The ajuice is steamy. No, I won't kiss and tell, but it's you know it's just amazing. And I'm gonna have to go in that direction too. Dave, hop in. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, I, 
I don't agree with uh, uh, rating women, but uh, <laughs> if an Italian beef walked in the room, you go, that's a 10. You know, that's a 10 right there. <laughs> it's just uh, always, always, and always. And, and look, and you know what? That's the very attractive. And I'm thinking about it like right now. You know what I mean? Like just that that, that one hot night with that Italian beef. Uh, let's hit another one real quick, and then we're going to go back to a staying together, breaking up situation. Let's just do coaches real quick. This one's this one's tough. You can either marry this one. You could have one night hot night of passion or you got to kill this coach. It's Tony Larusa, Jeremy Carlton or Matt Nagy. Not easy. Mike, if you would like to take the first one on this one, where are you oh, going with? Good God. Good God. Um, well, uh, uh, I'm going to say and uh, I will marry Tony Larusa. For the fact that gold he digger, six years, yeah, yeah exactly. gold digger. He's seventy six years old, so uh, you know, hopefully, he brings that World Series back to Chicago. But he probably doesn't have much time left, so I'm going to collect on that insurance policy shortly thereafter. But, I can't believe you're yeah. going to Anna Nicole Smith, Tony Larusa, but I, you know, it's your journey. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, you know, in terms of definitely that one night stand, it's got to be Carlton. I mean, he's the you know youngest coach in the NHL still. You know, he's still that hot new kind of commodity that you're like, wow, let's see where this can go. I mean, you know, he's unfortunately been tasked with this Blackhawks rebuild. So, you know, the results have been kind of varying. But, man, he, he's a good looking man. Have you seen this guy? He is a very good looking man. Um, and then, oh, God, this is this is so hard. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, obviously, we got to do away with Matt Nagy. Uh, I was I was like everyone else enthralled with his first season, but rumors out of you know bears uh inner uh, sanctum this season is that maybe he's not as uh you know he's a little more net than we thought he was so yeah man i mean of the three i would have to say let's 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 get rid of, of uh matt nagy and see what we can do with this with this bears team moving forward yeah these are not easy choices i'm gonna go real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, knock out Jeremy Carlton. I've seen his post-game press conferences before. Bores me to tears. Um, <laughs> if I'm looking for one hot night, I'm going Tony Larusa. The man knows how to put down a drink. Um, you know, you're looking for a wild time. Maybe the cops are going to get involved. You're going to have a story that goes along with it. That very easy on the eyes. So, you know, a couple drinks will probably help that out. And I got to marry Matt Nagy because he'll just tell me to be me. He'll just say, hey, be you. And if I make mistakes... He's not going to give me a hard time. He's like, yeah, I make mistakes all the time. We're okay. No worries. So that's why I'm, I've got to marry Matt Nagy, hot night with Tony, and then cutting out Jerry, Jeremy Carlton. Dave, where are you going? I just love that we all have Tony LaRussa in the running. No one's killing off Tony LaRussa. I'm doing one hot night with Tony as well, Joey, because I want the stories, <laughs> man. I want, I want to be in a bar and someone goes, wait a minute. Did I ever hear you say that you had one wild night with Tony LaRusa? Yeah. Hold on. The <laughs> Hall me, of Famer baseball person? Let me, let me one? buy you a beer and pull up a stool real quick. I got to hear this. Here's the deal. I want to love Matt Nagy. And just like you said, Mike, the first season wooed me. But I feel like I got catfished. I feel like I wanted this to develop into a long-term relationship. I had the ring ready to go. I, this is like, you Did know, you move in too I, early, Dave. Did you move in I too early? I moved in way too early. And now it's like a weird 90 day fiance situation where I'm, I'm ready to deport Mac, Matt Nagy back to wherever he came from. I want him to leave and go back to the coaching tree of Andy Reed and learn more before he comes back. So in a weird alternate universe, I'm going to marry Jeremy because we're the same age, you know, uh, similar interests. Uh, I, gr I grew up an Islander fan. He used to play for the Islanders. Uh, you know, it seems like we'd have a good life together. And what I love about relationships is promise, you know, the unknown. You can what if yourself to death with Jeremy and say he could be it could be good. You know, it could be a good relationship and we'll see. And, and maybe he's, you know, young and woke enough to uh, go to Couples counseling, if we need it, you know, really just work, work on us. I mean, at the very least, you're, you're at least going to have a great power play in the house because the power <laughs> play right now is like, it actually looked pretty good at the beginning of the season. Let's jump back a little bit. Let's go to a stay together or breakup. This one's tough. The Chicago Bears and Khalil oh. Mack, a guy that let's be honest, when he was traded to the Chicago Bears, I did handsprings and I looked at my phone for 15 hours just because I couldn't believe it happened. Dave, in your opinion, has this relationship gone the way that you thought it would? 
Do you think Khalil Mack eventually is going to stay together with the Bears or could they break up? Just to speak on that feeling, Joey, I would put this as the greatest Bears trade of all time. I can't in my lifetime, certainly. I don't remember the Bears receiving anyone in a trade that garnered so much excitement and in that first year delivered, truly. Because the Jay Cutler was there and then he did not deliver. I yeah, saw but what you even, did there. Even, even then, we, we didn't think of Cutler in the way we think of Khalil Mack at that position. Like Jay Cutler was, was, wasn't a top five quarterback. I mean, we were getting, we knew we were getting a generational talent on defense immediately. It was going to kick up our team a notch. This is my caveat. I'm going to say, I hope we stay together. Obviously he did not have the season and the numbers that he normally does, but he is still that player. I think we can get that out of him. We've had many different defensive coordinators over his time. We will continue to, I hope we can get the talent and squeeze all the juice out of this lemon. We can, um, not to say he's a lemon, but you get the metaphor. I will say the only way I'm doing a breakup with Khalil Mack is if I hear he's on the Texans and we have Deshaun Watson. That's it. That's the only way I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a breakup. Again, it pains me to say this, but I think we need to break up. I think I need to give him that uh, Dear John letter. Again, you know, kind of a, a continuing theme, but he's turning 30 this month, so he's not getting any younger. You know, he has 70 career stat, uh, sacks in his career, but the last two seasons have been single digits. And I don't know about you guys. It just might be the skeptical part of me, but I kind of feel like I've seen a loss of that first step. I don't know if you guys agree with that at all, but to me, there seems to be kind of a loss of that first step for me. Um, but in the end, you know, echoing Dave, you know, he, along with depending on what's going on with the Allen Robinson situation, are you know, is our only bargaining chip to get that premier quarterback, whether it's Deshaun Watson or potentially a healthy Dak Prescott. Um, overall, my indictment on a guy like Khalil Mack does has, has nothing to do with Khalil Mack. It has everything to do with what is the value of a defense in today's era of offensive first-minded uh, football if you don't have the offense in conjunction with that. Let me, let me throw out some names with you guys who are considered the elite defensive players in the NFL. Aaron Donald, look what's going on here in LA. You know, they got rid of uh, franchise quarterback uh, Jared Goff to kind of, you know, see what they could rebuild offensively, right? JJ Watt, mess in Texas. Vaughn Miller, Denver sucks offensively, right? Fletcher Cox, the Eagles are probably going to go through a rebuild themselves. Stephen Gilmore, you know, we see what's going on in New England now. So again, I don't know. I don't know what the value of that individual defensive talent is anymore in today's NFL if we don't have the offense to go along with. This one's really tough, but that's the name of the game in love and life, right? And I think I'm, I agree with both of you guys, but I'm a little bit closer in the middle, but I am leaning towards breakup and here's why. You mentioned the 30 years old. That's a great point. I just remember, go back to, again, when we got, when we made that Khalil Mack trade. What did we all do? We went out and we bought the jerseys. We bought the shirts. We came up with phrases. We had slogans. This guy was set up and primed to literally take on the city of Chicago and tackle it for a sack and make it his own. Now, he did that in that first season, Dave. I'm in agreement with you. And it's not that he's been terrible since then. He's actually put up some pretty decent numbers. Mike, I'm with you. The knee was a problem. I guess he had a shoulder issue this season. The shoulder thing is huge because he does that dip and bull dive thing that's like his killer move that no one else can do. But I am kind of asking myself, man, this thing started off really hot and heavy. And now I'm kind of sitting around and I'm kind of asking myself some questions. You know, he doesn't speak to the media a lot. He hasn't really embraced being the number one big star in this town. It's not like a commitment issue, but I'm just asking, like, you know, is he the soulmate? And again, we're coming off of off the field stuff aside. Let's keep it on the field just for right now. We're coming off of Brian Urlacher, who to us was everything we've ever wanted and a Bears linebacker and everything that our uncles and fathers told us what a linebacker should be. And we had him for 15 years. And then we get a guy like Khalil Mack. We're like, hey, the succession just keeps going. And I just don't think that we've like embraced him the way that I thought that we would. And, and, and we were, we're seeing more reports and rumors this year than ever about what if we did trade Khalil Mack? I mean, Dave, you even said it yourself. You would throw him in there for Deshaun Watson. If we went back to the day that we made that trade, I think our hope would be that, you know, we would rather like cut off our own arm before we would trade Khalil Mack. That's how much he should mean to us in Chicago. And it just isn't like that. So now I'm, I'm at the point where maybe this isn't 
eventually going to work and he'll be on the team, but maybe we are getting a little bit closer to a breakup than I probably would have ever imagined. And it's sad. Waiter, can I get the check, please? It's okay, Khalil. Here's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, let's hop back to a Mary Bang, Mary Bang kill real quick. Uh, I'm very excited about this one. Chicago Tropes. Dying the River Green. The Chicago Bean or Chicago Winters. Mary Bang kill. And this isn't easy. Oh God. So I have to go first on this. Okay. So at least I know, I know the Mary, I know the Mary that's going to be Cloudgate, better known as the bean that we've called it in Chicago, which has quickly become, it's, it's only been around since 2006 and it's quickly become, I would dare say one of the most iconic things of Chicago to the rest of the world. So you, you got something like that in the city, you, you, you marry that and you hold on to that tightly. Right. Oh, God, in terms of killer bang, man, uh, this is going to be tough. I, I am going to bang Chicago winners only for the fact that we live out here in sunny California. Um, with that being said, uh, you know, the, the idea. It's of, a lot like, more attractive city, the further you are away from it a little bit that you would send that text uh, 100, to Chicago winner. <laughs> 100%. I mean, let's not, you know, that first beautiful white snowfall that you see at the beginning of every winter. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's postcard worthy, but you know what I don't miss? I don't miss scraping my windows. I don't miss jumpstarting my car. I don't miss, you know, uh, wondering how uh, I'm going to get all that rust off the bottom of my car because of all the salt that's laid on the street. Um, you know what I had to worry about last week when it was zero degrees in Chicago, Joey, what pair of shorts I'm going to wear when I go to the store. In terms of kill, I am getting rid of dying the Chicago River green. Now, that might be blasphemous to most. I don't know if any of you guys have ever had the displeasure of going down to St. Paddy's Day in the Loop to watch the river green on St. Paddy's Day, but it is a mess. It is that biannual pilgrimage for the suburbanites from Chicago and some of the South Side kids from the South Side to come and just... Or wait a second, the drunkards from Logan Square, don't forget them. Yes, but it is just a shit show, you know, and it's one of those things, like the taste of Chicago, at least in my opinion, hey, you should do it once. Get that experience under your belt. But again, never have feel the urge to do it ever again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm killing dying the uh, Chicago River Green. I, and I don't care what they say about, hey, oh, it's environmentally safe. There's no way dying a river, a radioactive sludge green of in that large of a body of water can be good for the environment. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah. Mike brought up some, Mike, Mike brought the heat. Uh, there was there was some trauma there. There was some trauma we were working through. <laughs> I really oh, enjoyed it. it. It almost changed my mind. I almost went. You know what? I disagree with Mike. I just I did. I I, honestly, I, I did. I started changing my answers a little bit too, as well. Here's the thing: when you first sent me this in email, Joey, I thought this was a no-brainer. I'm like, duh, kill Chicago winners. Why would I ever want to experience that again? Completely flipped. I am marrying. Chicago winners. Wow. Here's why Chicago trope. No, it is a huge part of Chicago's identity. It is what makes Chicagoans Chicagoans, right? You can't, you don't live in Santa Monica and say you're not a fan of the beach. This doesn't make any sense. This makes you who you are, right? It's like, it's like a badge of honor. When you survive a Chicago winner, it, it changes you. You know, it, it, it shaped me as a person, as a man, and I wouldn't take it back. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't go back, but <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just a part of Chicago. So I think it has to be there. And the, there's nothing better, nothing on planet Earth in any city I've ever been to than the first day of true spring weather in chicago illinois it is Good magical point. people come out of the woodwork still hug you and kiss you and then play frisbee with you and like dogs are out and everyone's happy birds are chirping it's a magical thing and i wouldn't trade it for the world therefore i am having one night stand with dying the river green because as you said mike you just want to experience it once and then get the heck out of there and erase all those memories <laughs> and I'm going to kill off the bean because I'm going to be honest. I, I oh. never quite understood it. I still don't. It's a bean. Uh, it's dead. <laughs> I do love that you have kind of like a Jack and Rose in the Titanic situation with Chicago winners, though, where you're really glad it happened, but you ain't going back to that boat. 
absolutely. I think I think what I failed to say is I will marry Chicago winners and seven years later I will divorce it. <laughs> yeah. Ah yes. Great game plan. Great game plan. For younger, hotter weather. Um yeah. no, no. Uh so I'm I'm actually this is a mixture for me. I'm killing the bean. I don't like the bean. Unfortunately, oh. when you when people come to visit Chicago that have never been to Chicago, they always say, let's go see the bean. And I always say why. And then, <laughs> and then it kind of sort of just sort of just goes from there. Um, yes, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm banging the Chicago winner and, and I'm marrying the Chicago die in the river green because you want to know why it shows up. No matter what, <laughs> no matter what you do, no matter how you try and stop the river, it's going to be dyed green uh, and it's disgusting and you can't drink it. But I just I just like things that show up. I just want I want that sort of commitment in my thing. So that's probably what I'm going to go with there. Let's hit another one just real quick. Announcers, Chicago announcers, Mary Ben Kill, Harry Carey, Hawk Harrelson and the very famous Blackhawks announcer, Pat Foley. So we've got a. Holy cow versus you can put it on the board versus skip it. He shoots, he scores. Harry Carey is the easy choice for bang, right? I mean, that's just one night. (laughs) Yeah, that's just one night of just pure fun. You know, you're going to have your Budweiser in your hand for the whole 12 hours that you're hanging with Harry Carey. And you don't know where you're going to end up with Harry Carey because I don't think Harry Carey knows where he's going to end up. So. That's definitely a one night stand easy with Harry Carey. Uh, Mary is a hundred percent Hawk Carrollson because he's everything about a 40 year old marriage where you're just grumpy and you're just kind of reluctantly there. And then sometimes you're a little happy, but most of the times you're critical. And you know, that's to me, once again, I have a really bad uh, interpretation of what marriage is. Cause every time I reference marriage, it's about how bad it is after like X amount of years. But uh, yeah, Hawk is married. And then, um, Pat Foley, I mean, he, he to me is the voice of the Chicago Blackhawks. So, um, you know, he's wait, he's no longer with the Blackhawks anymore, is he? Or am I am I totally am I totally off there? To be honest, I live in Los Angeles, haven't gotten a chance to watch a Blackhawks game yet because I don't have the package. So shame on well, me. I still want to say that he does call games, but he's been calling games for them for. 20, sure, sure. 20, 20, 30 years. Yeah. But just by the very nature that I don't know that, obviously for me, he's a kill. So. <laughs> Ooh, bummer. I'm, I'm marrying Pat Foley because he's just got the details. He doesn't miss anything. He carries, covers all the bases. I'm marrying him. I'm banging Hawk. I don't know. Just think of all the catchphrases in, in the bedroom at night. Uh, it'd be one wild night of just <laughs> mercy. Uh, <laughs> gummit. And then you're like, oh, did something just go wrong? And I, yeah, I'm marrying <laughs> Harry. I'm not super happy about it. It'd be very tumultuous. He'd fall out a bunch of windows. I'd have to sort of nurse him back to health, but 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 Harry, you know, cool stories throughout your life, listening to lunch, long rambling stories. I, I got to marry Harry on that one. Dave, what do you got? I'm simpatico with Mike on this one, gentlemen. Ooh. Eye to eye. I think we have the same views on marriage now. We've really aligned ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think I definitely want a one night stand with Harry Carey. I think that just sounds like way too much fun i mean i can't wait to show up to the bar and then be like wait a minute you had one night with harry one night with tony la Russa, dave uh someone get this guy a beer and i think i would marry hawk for the same reasons you said you'd have a one night stand and i just want you know 40 years into the marriage i just want to come out of the shower and just hear mercy You're like oh hawk. <laughs> i still it, got it don't i, I still stitch it up it. and strap it down we're going to lunch dave hopping in the content Absolutely. I'm Marion Hawk. <laughs> We're going to head back over to stay together or break up. This one's a little bit tough. It needs a little bit more nuance. The Chicago Bulls and Laurie Markkinen. Laurie Markkinen, just so everyone knows, is on the shelf once again. He's out two to four weeks. He was in the trade for Jimmy Butler, so the Bulls had high hopes for him when he got him. Seven foot, seven foot guy that can shoot the three, averaging 19 points this season, over 40% shooting percentage. Staying together or breaking up, Dave, what are you thinking is in Laurie's future with the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, I just wrote, I want Jimmy Butler back. That's what I wrote in caps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're probably due for a breakup, but it's just going to be if the price is right. Uh, this is a guy who has always had promise, but doesn't really play like a big man. You know, there's like a huge lack of aggression there. And I just don't think he ever panned out the, the way we wanted him to. Like you said, he's hurt again. It's just, it's... I don't know what we're doing here. I think we're trying to make it seem to fans that that Jimmy Butler trade was worthwhile and, and we just keep trying to prove it. And I don't think it's going to pan out that way. I think eventually it's going to be good riddance for this relationship. I'm a little bit with you as well. 
it just looks like, and then especially with NBA contracts, Larry Markin on um, the open market or re- restricted free agency would probably fetch something in the 80 to $90 million range. I just don't think that he's worth that. I would love to keep him around for 50 to 60 million, but ultimately I just don't think his ceiling is probably going to match his market. Mike, do you think the Bulls are going to be able to stay together with Laurie Markin, or is this probably heading towards a breakup at some point? Oh, this is easily a breakup. I mean, I don't even know why I started dating this person in the first place. I think it must have been on a dare, you know? I mean, four seasons in, four seasons in, his averages are 16 points a game, seven rebounds a game, 36% from the three-point line. Pedestrian stats that are easily replaceable. Here's the most telling stat, though. 68. 52, 50. That's the number of games he's played in the three seasons to date. And obviously he's going to miss a lot more games when it's all said and done this year, because, you know, he's out for the next two to four weeks with that shoulder. This guy, ironically, his nickname is the finisher, which is ironic because he can't seem to finish a full NBA season. So from that very stat alone, let's get rid of him while we can. Cause he, you know, when he's on the court, especially this year under Billy Donovan has shown a little bit of promise, but exactly to Dave's point, while you can't teach seven foot, apparently you can't teach seven foot to Laurie Markinen either because he doesn't know that he's seven foot and should be able to use that body. So let's let's throw him to the curb and, and, and let's start swiping left on somebody else. Yeah, we could just text break up with him. It's not even a faux pas at this point. Just buy. Do we own that? Ghost. Let's ghost just, the guy. Just, let's go. Just cut the cut. Well, and you give him a give him a dose of his own medicine, right? Because what are you looking for in a relationship? You're looking for availability emotionally and physically. And I know something Laurie Markin is probably providing either. It's too shame because he's got the tantalizing talent, but again, consistency injuries. That's a huge problem. Hitting it back in. This is one of my favorite ones, honestly. I'm really intrigued to see what you guys say about this one. We're going Chicago sports fan favorites right now. And Dave, you're going to go first. Matt Forte, Derek Rose, Paul Canerco. Someone, someone's going to have to be left out in the cold on this one. Who do you got, Dave? Well, this is easy. I'm marrying Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Why isn't he on this list? What's going on here? <laughs> Fan favorites? Because Did I miss something? <laughs> that's too easy. You know, that's the uh, that's the ultimate. That's All right, the ultimate Mary. I think I'm going to have a one night stand with Matt Forte. You love, love the biceps. The Love the biceps. It was between him and Derrick Rose, and I'd be afraid I would break Derrick Rose with one night, you know, uh, <laughs> if that's all I had with him. I think I'm going to marry Polly. We were talking earlier about Rizzo, what Rizzo means to the Cubs. Uh, you would equate that to what Polly means to the White Sox, what he means to me, what he means to the Italian Hall of Fame, Joey. Um, no, I, it's got to be Paul Canerco. We'd grow old together. We'd have a great life together. Grow I'd goatees to, together, uh, matching goatees. Grow goatees together. <laughs> hit dingers out of the park for fun in the backyard. Listen to stories about the 2005 White Sox, who we didn't like on the 2006 White Sox. Talk to me about Ozzy. Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Marrying the guy. <laughs> Well, listen, at the risk of sounding vulgar, I am definitely fucking Matt Forte. And you know Matt Forte is ready to fuck as well with that perfectly manicured beard of his. I mean, if if anyone was ready, Matt Forte is ready as always. And all you need to know is one thing. Ten years in his NFL, during his NFL playing career, led all running backs and receptions, receiving yards, and yards from scrimmage. If he's not ready to give it to you, I don't know who is. In terms of Mary, Paul Canerco, I, all these things I'm in line with Dave with because love it. How how can you not love those rosy cheeks? You just how can you not marry Polly? You just you want to just squeeze those cheeks every morning. You wake up and just give them a nice kiss to the forehead every morning. In terms of kill, in correlation with Derrick Rose, can I kill Tom Thibodeau? Can I kill Tom Thibodeau? Because he single handedly ruined Derrick Rose's career, in my opinion, by playing him a minute 32 long in that non-significant playoff win against Philly. I still have dreams of what this Chicago Bulls team could be right now had Derrick Rose never got injured. And I blame Tom Thibodeau for that. I blame him for that. So definitely kill in conjunction with the Derrick Rose theme, Tom Thibodeau. I'm going in a bit of a different direction. I got to kill Matt Forte. Um, Too strong for me. 
Uh, it's a bit intimidating. <laughs> Too strong for me. Um, kind of always bitching about money. I, and you know, I love Matt Forte, but just for the sake of this game, I have to kill Matt Forte here. I'm going for the one night stand with Derrick Rose because it's just the promise. Um, I think perhaps probably the most talented of the three on the list. You just, you have that one night, you wake up the next morning, what could be, but you know what the best part about it is it's a one night stand because there's a hot mess of years and years of pain and agony coming years and years after that one hot night. And of course, man, I got to marry Polly. The dude's one of my favorite, one of my favorite athletes of all time. The goatee, the whole thing. I got to do that. One more out of the Mary Bang Kills section. We got to go Chicago songs here. And you know what? I'm going to break it up a little bit. Let's just break this up. We're going to go Mary Bang Date Kill. So remember, we got to rip through. We got to rip through all four of these ones. But they're Chicago theme songs. The first one on the list, Super Bowl Shuffle. Second one on the list, Alan Parsons Project. For those of you not familiar, that's the Chicago Bulls opening intro theme song. We also have Chelsea Dagger by the Chicago Blackhawks. And number four, just because it's one of the more modern ones and one of the new ones that's really taken hold, we're going to go Go Cubs Go. I'm definitely killing Chelsea Dagger. That that was an easy one for me. I mean, does anybody know the lyrics of that song besides the dun da 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 da? I don't know if anybody knows what that song is actually about. I don't even think the fan knows what that song is. The about. Fratellis, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like it was about the lead singer's wife, right? Like, how how does that correlate to like sports? I, I, I it'll, I'll never know. In terms of Mary, it's got to be Go Cubs Go. There is just something warm and just comforting about that song being able to sing that song as an entire stadium uh you know at the end of every victory i mean that that that's love that that's just like a warm blanket on a cold day that gold cups go um in terms of bang it's definitely got to be the alan parsons project serious song for the bulls warm up Bulls starting lineup um, because full disclosure, yeah. we all have done the deed to that song before in our lives, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is, right, that's such to this day is still so iconic. What else? So that song came out in 1982. What else from the 80s is used today unironically? That that song, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking of serious, right? That's how much impact that song has. So anything that can give me goosebumps, especially at my advanced stage, I'm 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 ready to to go to town with that thing. Uh Super Bowl Shuffle, I will uh I guess I will date Super Bowl Shuffle only in that only in that you know, it's one of those things as, as a Bears fan. I mean, you have to embrace whether you want to or not. I mean, it's 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 synonymous with the Bears. It's synonymous with that Super Bowl team, right? And, um, you know, the thing that's crazy about that song is that, right, they, they recorded it, you know, everyone in Chicago knows Legend. They recorded that two months before they won the Super Bowl. And coincidentally, they recorded it the day after they received their only loss to the Miami Dolphins. So it's like there's a lot of more to that song. You got to, you know, kind of uh, along the lines of like when you hear somebody go, the Bears, it, it gets a little grating. It gets a little grating after a little bit. But like uh, somebody that, you know, you, you 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 feel good enough to date and kind of keep around and like, hey, you know, you call up every now and then. Hey, what are you doing? You know, do you want to go see the Blue Man Group? Uh, you know, that's the person you call. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll date the Super Bowl shuffle. This one was pretty easy for me, Joe. So I'm just going to cruise right through them. Okay. I'm a Sox fan. I'm killing Go Cubs Go. All Cubs fans hate me every time there was a Crosstown Classic because I would be singing No Cubs No with my own lyrics. I weird out that shit. I think it's better than the original. I'm going to go ahead and date the Super Bowl shuffle. Love it, but not enough to marry it. Chelsea Dagger song, I can listen to it once. Okay. And then I'm sick of it. I'll take that for a one night stand. And this is what I play. Every morning when I'm making my breakfast to ensure that I'm going to take the day by storm. The Alan Parsons <laughs> song is so good, Joe. You talked about we've all made love to that song. No, 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 no. That's my warm up song. That's my foreplay song. <laughs> that's what that's what I make. That's what I make my wife announce me coming into the room and only a towel <laughs> playing a buck 40 soaking wet. He Absolutely. just had deep dish pizza at dinner tonight, and now he's coming <laughs> in. For the fifth day in a row, <laughs> deep dish pizza. 
He's looking a little doughy. I don't hate it as much as you guys. Got to kill Chelsea Dagger. It's just not making the cut for me personally. Um, I think I would probably, I think I would date Go Cubs Go uh, just because it's fun. You know what I mean? We're all, ha- we're all having fun. Nothing serious. Nothing's long term. We're all just singing the song. It's all good. It's a little mindless. I'm with you. I got to marry Alan Parsons just because it's the superior of them. Badass in every single sense. Lasers, electric guitars. And then I'm having the one night stand with the Super Bowl shuffle because who doesn't want to go back to 1985 Bears fans and talk about the 1985 Bears? I know we all do. I know we're all cool about it. So give me that one that one perfect night uh, when we trounce the New England Patriots and uh, give me a little Steve Fuller. Uh, give me some hot rhymes. Can I also put in a write and vote for Dave? Uh, if anyone tuned into our Christmas pod, uh, Dave did a great rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, shame on and me. I, I forgot about that. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a writing boat. He's, right. he's going in the writing hey, section did. on my ballot with that. <laughs> so, Thanks, uh, Mike. That's a great call. That's a good. That's a really good one. Uh, stay together or break up. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks and Patrick Kane. I'm gonna go first on this one. It's just kind of that thing where the Chicago Blackhawks. They won their three cups. Now they're kind of in the doldrums of mediocrity. Eventually, you start thinking about the reset, the rebuild. Do you trade your shiniest asset to get back the most in return to start that rebuild? I personally, I think we need to stay together. Hockey is one of the few sports where the guy can be drafted and retire with the same team. It's still cool. It isn't something that, you know, I think is being, you know, phased out in a lot of different sports right now. You know, we're seeing it in the NFL. We've already seen it in basketball. I just think Patrick Kane should be a Blackhawk for life. He's already got more points. I think he's got 17 points in 13 games already. He's still killing it. He's still having some of his best seasons out there. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest American hockey players of all time. I think they need to stay together on that one. Dave, you're going to go first. Joey, I couldn't agree more. You basically echoed everything I had written down. I also wrote that this is my Valentine's wish. Just let him die a Blackhawk. There are certain marquee players that you just don't want to see end up on another team. Cough, cough, Jordan on the Wizards. We don't want to see a similar situation. It would break our hearts. Let's stay together. This guy's the real deal. He's the face of the organization and should be for years and years to come. Yeah, instead of stay together for the kids, stay together for the Cups, right? Stay together for the Cups. Mike, where are you on this one? Well, you would think based on my previous arguments for some of the other guys that I would say break up, but I let's let's make it a full sweep across the board. I say stay together with Patrick Kane. You know, you nailed it, Joey. He's one of nine Americans to score over a thousand points in his career. And, you know, he's still got a lot of good years left. You know, he was named, you know, to the top 100 all-time century team. You know, this guy... I mean, he's won Rookie of the Year, won an MVP, won, you know, three Stanley Cups, two-time Olympian. I mean, you can argue that he is the most decorated Chicago athlete outside of Michael Jordan. I mean, I, is there anyone who's got more accolades than Patrick Kane other than Michael Jordan? I don't, I don't think so. Point. so. You know, you would think, again, as what I said before, especially with their, their rebuild, you know, this whole idea that, like, he's the only chip they have to kind of bring an influx of whether it's draft picks or other younger talent. But no, no, I mean – because of the fact that we're in the rebuild and he's basically all that we have left one, he is that carryover from that legacy. You know, unfortunately we don't know what's going on with Jonathan Taze, obviously Duncan Keith was way past, past his prime, but we need, we need some semblance of, 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 you know, just that, that former sense of what we were to kind of put, push us in these dark years. And, and yeah, that you guys nailed it too. He's still, he's still performing. He's still top of his game. So uh, yeah, we definitely, Definitely need to stay together with Patrick Kane. And tip of the hockey helmet, too, to Patrick Kane for a guy who came into the NHL with some off-the-field issues, with some stories that we all know very well. And look, we don't know him personally, but I would say roughly now for, what, 10, 12 years, he's been nothing but a model citizen and a great teammate and a total leader on this hockey team. And a guy who is small, who you know wouldn't be able to score at a high level on the NHL. He's so skilled. He's been able to figure it out. All this stuff is really admirable, and they need to stay together. We might not be covering this one for very long, but we do want to hit someone on the White Sox. I do want to ask, he's up there in age. He just won an AL MVP. They're going for a World Series this year. But there is a guy, you know, as Mike, you mentioned on the pre-pod, which was a great point. Andrew Vaughn is a guy coming up in the system. Stay together or break up with Jose Abreu. Let me tell you guys a quick little story. One of the only claims to fame of my hometown of displays is that it's the location of the first franchise McDonald's. I have a friend who swears that his grandfather was offered part ownership in McDonald's by Ray Kroc. He turned that down because he didn't have the foresight to look into the future. 
What if I told you before this quarantine that you guys should put everything you have into Zoom? You would have been like, no, you know, there's Skype, there's Google Hangouts, there's FaceTime on your phone. What is a video conferencing app going to do? It's the preeminent video conferencing app. You'd be a millionaire today, Joey, if I told you to lay down a couple thousand in Zoom stock in the beginning of the quarantine. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we need a little bit of foresight. Abreu, I love, love, love Jose Abreu and everything that he's brought to this team. But he's 34, and he's also Cuban, so probably he's 40. He's probably closer to 40 than he is 34. <laughs> so his value is at an all-time high coming off an MVP. And my biggest counter – well, my biggest argument for the breakup is that – and again, you should never, ever rely on just prospect and hype. But Andrew Vaughn – is currently the 14th best prospect in all of baseball. So if we had the foresight to potentially let Jose Abreu go just before he's kind of, you know, he's he's going to, he's in the next year or two going to start to decline, bring up Andrew Vaughn and get some, you know, uh, whether it's pitching or whatever else, I'm, I'm for the breakup. But uh, with that being said, let me just say, Abreu is amazing and he continues to prove he's amazing, but I just think we need the foresight to look just a couple steps ahead. I'm going to go with stay together for right now, but I get all of your points because it's excellent to think about that where I, over the next couple of seasons, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez and Andrew Vaughn, you know, there's only going to be so many at bats that you can give to the designated hitter position and can Abreu, you know, stay healthy and stay, you know, at least agile enough to be able to stay at first base. It's a question worth asking Dave, Jose Abreu staying with the Sox or do you see a breakup coming anytime soon? I think he's staying for at least another year. And we talk about foresight. I'm looking at my crystal ball and I see him as next year's world series MVP, Mike. That's what my ball's saying. So I'm saying he's going to stick around for just a little bit. And Dave's balls are never wrong. <laughs> never wrong. Obviously you've seen who I've been sleeping with during this podcast. <laughs> Tony La <Russa. laughs> But look guys, I, I, I really do think Abreu is that bottom piece. I mean, we have all these great players, Moncada, uh, Eloy, uh, uh, Luis, El Pantera's pitching staff's getting there. But the foundation has been for a few years, uh, Abreu. And I think if we pull that piece out, the tower will crumble. I think without him, he's he's the glue right now. And he, he like no one else, can fire the team up. You know, when he gets hot, the team's hot. So I think it all revolves around him. For at least this next season, I really hope we stick around. We're going to hit just a couple more Mary Bang kills, and then this is going to be our end of our Valentine's Day Chicago sports-themed episode here on Believe in Betting Chicago. These were submitted by Dave. I like these ones a lot. This one might be a little bit tricky, but favorite summer activity, playing 16-inch softball in the park. The other one is uh, playing bags with friends at like a barbecue of some kind. So we're going to go barbecue or just getting out, hitting the town and doing some day drinking. This is really easy. I broke a finger playing 16 inch softball, like back in college. I, I haven't played it since, uh, you know, the whole playing softball without a glove. It's a Chicago birthright, but, uh, yeah, man, I want a glove the next time I'm out there playing softball. Sorry. <laughs> so kill that. Um, I'm going to go, you know, you ugh, bags, I guess that's kind of a solid stalwart, you know, good weather activity in Chicago. So that's a Mary. And then, you know, definitely one night stand anytime you can kind of go out and day drink in Chicago for whatever the occasion. So uh, that, that's what I'm going with the, for the, that category. Dave, what are you going? Because this feels like a trick because isn't day drinking involved in all of these activities? Or is that just Ooh, is that it, Dave? Yeah. Is that what's going on here? Correct, my friend. That's why it's all obsolete. I'm marrying all of them. I'm just waking up. <laughs> oh, a polygamist day, now. I get it. It's I'm one of those. I'm day, yeah, I'm day drinking. I'm playing an earlier game of softball, so I still have my wits about me. And when I can barely stand, I can play bags till the next sun comes up. Easy. I was going to say, if you do enough day drinking, you're going to end up playing bags with a 16-inch softball. And that's, then that's, right. that's, right. that's, that's when things right. really get confusing. That's right. I always have to explain what 16-inch softball is to other people. It's just... Uh, do you guys know how that became such a, a Chicago thing that's not played anywhere else in the country? No, I, I, I have heard it called ragball other places, but they're usually so confused by it. Yeah, I don't know. I think, again, it just goes back to the Chicago summers creating as many air, intramural activities as you possibly can, <laughs> because once the weather is nice, your ass better be outside. Let's just hit this one real quick. This is a this is a whole pod. We could do a whole pod on this one, but I can't want your lightning round gut reaction to this. Dave, you're going to go first. Mary Ben Kill, all-time teams, 
85 Bears, 96 Bulls, 05 White Sox. Holy moly. I suggested this and I hate myself for suggesting this. Someone's got to go. And I just have to go personal on this one. You know, I was born in 85. There's a little bit of a connection there, obviously, but not a very visceral uh, memory for me. So I'm going to have to. I know it's blasphemy, but kill off the 85 Bears. They're a scary team. I don't know yeah. if you'd want to marry the 85 Bears. It's true. No, this, the 05 Sox, such a special place in my heart, would probably think about marrying them. Was probably I probably would sleep with them and think we were going to get married, but then they'd disappear, um, as they quickly did the year after. So I'm going to have a one-night stand with them. One of the best nights of our lives, Joey, probably was the, was the night they won the World Series. I mean, literally walked like 700 miles in the rain dancing and kissing strangers uh yeah with brooms uh sweeping up the brooms in the streets while it was raining absolutely sweeping up cars as they went by but i'm absolutely going to marry the bulls team because the last dance proved it yet again going back reliving it each time is better than the last time it's like that's like watching your wedding video you know you just remember you're like oh yeah that was the best ever and maybe I'll never experience that again. Yeah, that was also the only time in my life I had been in a Chicago bar where they were, I think they were pouring like free shots for everybody for like, it was like next 10 minutes, we're giving away free shots. Obviously when the Cubs won the World Series, it was kind of bedlam. So I don't remember that. And I was too young for 96, but that was a really special moment for me. I'm just going to wrap mine out because Dave, I'm in agreement with you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not old enough to remember the 85 Bears. They're a scary, dangerous unit. There were a wild bunch of athletic animals out there tackling opposing quarterbacks. I got to kill them off. I just can't trust them. I just can't do it. Got to marry those 96 Bulls because they're there. They're there forever. They're going to win every single time. Jordan at his peak, Rodman at his best. And then I got to go 05 White Sox for the one-night stand because just so many memories. It was one season, but for some reason, I have so many Vivid memories of the steps along the way, even in the regular season of how good that team was from never relinquishing a lead for the first 36 games, having the best record from moving closers from Dustin Herbinson to Bobby Jenks to almost blowing the lead until Joe Creedy hit that bomb off of Cleveland in that great playoff run. God, this is so hard. I mean, this is literally Sophie's choice. You've given me Sophie's choice in this category. Um, it's I. It's Mary. It's Mary. Uh, the the Bulls because uh, as Dave kind of mentioned it before, if you can marry the best ever of anything, if you got a shot at MJ, myth, you got to put a yeah, ring on you, it. You yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I will say I will say this very arrogantly. I took that six championships way back when. I, I didn't appreciate it because it yeah. happened almost every year. And so I took for granted how amazing that is, which in conjunction with how shitty they've been these last few years, uh, even even holds that much more weight. So, yeah, yeah, I, I wish I could go back cut, in time. And cut cut to Patriots fans going, I feel you, Mike. Wait, yeah, we that, took that yeah, for granted. I, 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 right? We took that for granted. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, in terms of uh, uh, a one-night stand, I mean, it's got to be it, it's got to be the the Bears because once again, if we're going on this theme of like, you know, just this like mercurial team that has a bunch of characters who are going to give you a great one-nighter. Mongo, I mean, ref- Mongo, the refrigerator, you know, sweetness got, in sweetness, the end, right? Like that—that's a one one night all-timer in, in my opinion to, uh, to 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 kind of lay in bed with that team um and then you know in terms of- <laughs> i just got the image i just got the image in my mind thanks mike you know thanks, frank, and, for that. and i god i i don't even want to classify this as kill because again these are all how, how can you kill anything that's uh, uh yeah any, it's a great championship in it, Chicago, but, this. this was really good this was very tough but it, it would have to be the socks only because I'm going to say this right now, Joey, and I think we've talked about maybe having a pot for this later. I'm considering myself both a Sox fan and a Cubs fan. And I know that's blasphemous to hear. So by no means do I say this because I'm disrespecting the White Sox, but let's face it, for better or worse, the city's always going to be a Chicago Cubs team in terms of baseball, which 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 sucks for both teams in both situations. But And so because of that, you know, even even during that World Series run, it was a little bit of an afterthought, right, in the city of Chicago, other than for like, you know, true hardcore White Sox fans. So only because of that, I'm, I'm going to say I don't even I don't even want to say kill. I don't want that word coming out of my mouth for any Chicago championship team. But if those words were to be uttered, it would be for the White Sox of the three of the three. 
I didn't see you struggle this hard with Jeremy Jeremy Colleton, Mike, but I understand. <laughs> we got one final one, and then we're going to get out of here, guys. And this is how I'm going to phrase it. Chicago, a, a night out in Chicago, the place that you want to end up at when you're having a night out in Chicago. Mary Bang Kills. Now you go out and you end up at Kingston Mines, Blue, Bluesy Jazz Dance Hall. You could end up it's sluggers in Wrigleyville. Let's Wrigleyville could be in general, but you know, sluggers is, is my home, my near and dear home from especially my teenage years. And then the last one, Nick's uptown, baby, the 4am, the 4am haunts that we know that we've all frequented before. So Mary Ben kill those final, those three options of where do you want a Chicago night out to end? Yeah, this, this is also really tough because marrying any of these sounds disastrous. Truly, this is they one all they like, all have some landmines. There's some this, landmines here. I'm not going to mess with you. The last one I wanted to marry all three of them. This one, I'm like, I ain't putting a ring on any of these. <laughs> this one, I, I want to focus on myself maybe a little bit more. Uh, so here's <laughs> the deal. I'm just having three one night stands with all of them because that's that's pretty much how I like to do it. Kingston Mines, great for a little bit. You get blues in one room when one guy goes off stage the next one's starting, you cruise the other one, buckets of beers. It's fantastic. Not for three nights in a row, though. That's that's too, too many <laughs> sluggers. Uh, I have a love hate relationship with Wrigleyville. Uh, some of the best people I've ever met. Some of the worst. And uh, what was the last one? Oh, Nick's Uptown, baby. Talk about meeting if, friends that you love and you if, hate. Uh, if I married Nick Nick's Uptown, I would only be alive for another year. That's that's a. <laughs> if you've ever seen me at Nick's Uptown, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Like, and I, also, I, only, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea that I who you are because I won't remember. And also, thank you for keeping the secret that you did not see me at Nick's Uptown that <laughs> yes. night. If you did see me there, I appreciate the. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the. Holy moly, that place. The man, discretion that if those walls could talk. Well, this this one's pretty easy. I'm I'm definitely killing off uh, sluggers just because you know I mean uh, after a Cubs game, before a Cubs game, or any other time of the year. But I will say, so there's some there's 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 a little bit of snobbery when it comes to going to any of the bars uh, in Wrigleyville. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but there's a little bit of pretentiousness in my in my opinion when you go, and a lot of that time is because it's kind of like the suburban nights who've come into the city to kind of get their their fun in. Um, so easily killing off uh, uh, sluggers in my opinion nicks that's a one-night stand because how many people have not had a one-night stand after a night at nicks right i mean that is the definition of a one-night stand you're drunk you got the beer goggles on i mean you know it's it's, it's definitely one of the situations where yeah it's in the bar's mission statement uh you've made yeah. A, yeah a lot of bad choices happen when you end up at nicks fun choices but bad choices um in terms of kinks in mind uh i don't know if i can marry that one i will say I've only been to Kingston Mines once. And when uh, uh, you see a, a, a young spry Asian kid walking into a blues bar at about midnight, you get a lot of looks. You do. You get, you get a lot of looks. I, I, you, you do, you do. But you know what? Then the blues music kicks in and everyone's having a good time. So uh, that, that might actually be indicative of a lot of my uh, uh, dating relationships. So I, I'm going to marry Kingston Mines, actually. I'm going to marry that because I like Kingston Mines slowly grow on you. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to marry Kingston Mines. Yeah, this if I'm not straight. mistaken, Joey, you had like a King, Kingston Mines platinum card at one point or something. I did. You were like free admission. <laughs> Well, my so I my sister my sister moved back to Chicago and she lived with me for one year, which was a great time for siblings that even if you don't get along with your siblings in your 20s, you should always live with your sibling at least one year. It's a great experience. You have a reconnection that you don't ever imagine. But yeah, she worked the door there. She worked the graveyard shift, like the 11 to 330 shift at Kingston Mines, and she got free season passes that would allow us to get in without paying a cover charge. And suffice to say, I went fairly often that year. That's why I'm killing Nick's Uptown because I, I'm with you, Mike. You, you put it perfectly. I never woke up from going to Nick's Uptown being like, well, that was a good idea. Like, you know what I mean? There's never <laughs> <laughs> talking about bad choices. It just wasn't even ever like a semi good choice. That was just never that was never a good idea. I'm going to you know what? I'm going to bang Kingston Mines. I want the I want the blues. I want the one night thing like where you really go. And that's the fun part about Kingston Mines is. You're not really bar hopping that right that night, right? You're kind of going there and you're locking in. 
you watch a set for 45 minutes. As you mentioned, Dave, you get the bucket of beers. You chill with some friends. Great conversation. The band comes back. Whoa, hey, you miss us? And then they, you know, they play some more music. It's a great time. And of course, I'm going to marry uh, the Sluggers, Wrigleyville. I'm not super happy about it, but still a fun place, shiny place, a place that you often tend to hang out there during the daytime. Got to make a choice there. That's probably what I'm going with. Gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. Our Valentine's Day Chicago sports themed pod for any of you guys probably curious, you know, I love my wife very much. You guys love your significant others very much. We're just trying to have a good time. And everyone that's listening to this pod, just try and tell someone on Valentine's Day that you'd love them, even if you don't have someone in your life, because that's what it's all about. Dave, any parting words for us before we go? Yeah, I just want to say that out of the three of us, uh, I'm uh, I'm marrying Joe. I'm having a one night stand with Mike and I'm killing myself. It's just the way it shook out, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm sorry. so sorry. I didn't make the cut. I'm just so tired. I just don't, I just don't I'm stack just, up anymore. I, I just, at least when I'm dead, I'll sleep. I know that. So, uh, Mike, any parting words uh, for Valentine's Day for the good listeners or maybe Laurie Markinen out there? You know, uh, you know. I wish we could have added "drop a nuclear bomb" on because I would have in the last category dropped a nuclear bomb on the Green Mill, which may be blasphemous to say. But uh, I have never been shushed in a bar. Other I was going to say, the, Mike. Sh- yes, other than the Green Mill, and I get it. I get it. You want to hear the music, but if that's not pretentiousness, I don't know what is. I I we're completely agree on that one, pal. That one that didn't even make the list because I was like, no, uh. Mary, fuck, fuck that place. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jazz, baby, jazz. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I was joined by David Rispoli <laughs> and Mike Choi. Such a great conversation, you guys. We hope you enjoyed this. We're just trying to have some fun, break up the monotony of the Carson Wentz trade rumors right now that we don't want to talk about over and over and over again. And, you know, give a little love out to who knew? Tony LaRusa on this special day. This was Believe in Betting Chicago with Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Remember, if you go to BetOnline.ag and you sign up, you get 50% off your first deposit. That's a great gift, not just for Valentine's Day or maybe just for yourself this weekend. So make sure you check that out. Thank you for listening today. Have a great weekend, you guys. We're going to have some great pods coming up next week. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.